Hello, everyone, and happy Pride! Up top, we spent some time talking about LGBTQ representation in pop culture, and then we discuss our first impressions of Loki, the mischievous scamp. All this, and more, on episode 30, can you believe it, of Krypton to Alderaan. Welcome, everyone, to Krypton to Alderaan, the podcast that doesn't have a Star Wars quote this week, because we're going to be talking about some LGBTQ representation for Pride Month, and there is none of that, officially, in live-action Star Wars. So, they don't get a Star Wars quote this week. What do you think of that? (laughs) That'll show them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. Robin. Hello. And Dr. Lorelei. Hello. Can you look at this rash? Said, did I make that joke on this <laughs> on the podcast right. already? <laughs> it never gets old. The evergreen joke. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. It's been a while since we've all officially and unofficially chatted. Took a little bit of a break from all this because of me. I needed a break. Lots I going think we on all here. Needed a break. Yeah. Anyway, Royce, what's up? How you doing? How's it been? Yeah, it has been a long time. It's been so long that we finished our soft binge of Mad Men. Wow. wow. Ages now, have passed. We are at a critical point in the time nexus where we have no shows to watch. Oh my God. And we we were trying to find a new show last night. How do couples find new shows? It's so that uncomfortable. is the age-old question. So wow, hard. you just brought up a really great point. You know how like Netflix will send you like, We just added a show you might like. Well, you should be able to put in your couple or partnership criteria, and then Netflix sends you a thing like, this is probably a show you both should like, or this is a show you should watch by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you you both get to swipe left or right on all the shows. Oh, man. No one steal this idea. This is our actual million dollars. This is literally what happened. So we were logged in to Netflix under my username or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it, it had the tab that's like, all the shows recommended for Royce. And I was like, Robin, just pick one of these. Like, this is what it's telling me to watch, so you should find one. There should be an app for this. We might be able to corner mm. the market. We were about to watch Twin Peaks until I made the mistake of being honest and saying it was from the 90s, and then he's like, I'm out. Oh, my uh. goodness. Robin, you wouldn't have even gotten past, like, the like the intro. First of all, it's credits up front. Classic. It's full screen. And it's full screen and it's like lime green font, like Angel <laughs> Fire website, early 2090s, like lime green font. So. Yeah, so I'm on my own. I will watch Twin Peaks just by myself. When you do, let's do some podcast episodes about it because I love that show. Or maybe I don't anymore. Who knows? Things change. Only one Times way to change. find out. So did you, so you didn't find anything to watch? No, no, but we. I want to find a new really epic show to get into. I'd prefer not to get into a legacy show from 30 years ago or 20 years ago, however long that was. I want to get into like something that everyone else has seen. So when we start going to parties again, we're going to a social event tomorrow. They're going to ask what we're into. That's what I'm gearing you all for. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing you for the real world out there. We appreciate it. Listeners, everyone's always like, there's so much pressure on this section of the podcast it's like we'll just talk about something that you watch but apparently the only one who thinks we feel that way very i think it's been said out loud but i'm just like preparing you yeah you go let's like yeah you go to a party and they're like what are you doing you're like i'm doing this we couldn't decide on a show so we battled so we watched house hunters Uh, now we watched lego masters there's a lot (laughs) of other shows we're watching but no no serious binge we i need a serious dramatic maybe action-packed Maybe teen, young adult, apocalyptic thing mm. to get into. You know what I'm saying? Well, I might anyway. have just the thing for you, but we'll save it for my turn. Is that it, Royce? Robin, what do you... That's do you, it. Do you have something different than that? Well, I, I mean, I would be into Loki, but we're all going to be talking about Loki. Stay tuned! <laughs> Stay tuned! You're still I mean, to that, be into that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is what I'm into without starting a full conversation about it just because it is in my opinion he is the best marvel character 
So I'm very excited that he's finally getting his own his own thing and he's not just Thor's sidekick yeah. anymore. I mean, I suppose he still kind of is, but not in the TV show yeah. so far. So that's what I'm into. I am excited to get into that in a bit. Lorelai? I'm into my own birthday. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say it up top. It, it, this is episode 30 of the podcast. It was Lorelai's 30th birthday. Last week. Last week. So I guess that's it, 30. but special stuff, right? Yeah, it was super fun. We had friends here from New York, not Rice and Robin, other friends, Rachel and Greg, mm -hmm. in case they're listening. And it was super fun. I don't know, 30 is like... Whatever. That's it. It's just Here a number. <laughs> it's just a number. Yeah. It still kind of feels like a milestone. Yeah. I don't know. A lot has changed in the last year since my last birthday. Right. So much. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. No, yeah. 30's fun. We had a fun time. We partied pretty hard and we did. We tried to hike. Yeah. It was um, too snowy. Yeah. By partied pretty hard, he means drank on our own deck with two other people for many hours. Yeah. Partied pretty hard, asterisk, footnote, COVID times. And 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah. 30 and plus. Yep. All right. Cool. I'm into a bunch of stuff because it's been so long <laughs> since we've talked. But I'll uh, narrow it down. Listen, The Bad Batch is amazing. Uh, we're at eight, episode eight now, which so we're halfway through the season. Episode... Seven, I, they're all so good. Episode seven literally had me in tears. And episode eight, I'm watching these by myself. And I watched episode eight and a moment comes up where I said, oh shit, out loud to myself. And I guess the dogs, they were watching it with me, but. They were sleeping. Very good show, really enjoying it. But something else that has come out on Netflix since we've talked <clears throat> is a show called Sweet Tooth. Which is teens and post-apocalyptic. Yeah. So, might be right up your alley, Royce, and maybe um, Robin. Uh, it's a show based off a comic book by the same name, written by Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is great. I love a lot of his stuff. I, it is my opinion that the Sweet Tooth comic book is just okay, but the show is incredibly different than the comic book, and it's, I, I really enjoy the show. And it's like post-apocalyptic after sort of a plague hits humanity. So it might be, I, I didn't think I'd be able to get into it given the whole like COVID <laughs> situation, but uh, it was, I was very pleasantly surprised and I'm really connected to it. And so a plague hits and like a significant portion of humanity is wiped out, but children start being born that are like animal human hybrids. And so that's sort of the premise. And there's one kid born as like a, a deer boy and he's like the main character and he's born before what they call the sick hits. So there's like a mystery there. Like, did the sick cause the hybrids or did the hybrids cause the sick? And anyway, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's eight episodes. And it's filmed in New Zealand. And it's filmed in New Zealand. Probably mm. if it was like, I'd, I'm not sure when production took place, but if it was during COVID, it's like the only safe place to yeah. film at the time. So. <laughs> But it takes place in like Wyoming, Wyoming and, and Colorado. Colorado and Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. The comic book, he goes from Nebraska to Colorado, I think. And then the show it's Wyoming. There's a lot of changes, but the show's really good. Check it out, Royce and Robin and listeners, if you're into that kind of thing. What do you think about that? Look at that. I like it. Right on time. Okay. So happy Pride Month to all of you and anyone listening. It's it is Pride Month. So we're going to talk here about, we're going to dedicate a little bit of time to talking about LGBTQ representation in pop culture, in content that we consume, and how our awareness of that has changed over time, I think is a really interesting point of view. But um, I'm, I'm happily surprised at where we live and there's such a big pride, there's like pride events. There's a lot of pride events going on here. We moved from New York, right outside of the city to where it's a it's a big deal to Laramie, Wyoming, where not not a very good sort of history with that. So I'm, I'm happily surprised at all that's going on within the next couple of weeks. We like to joke that Laramie is the Portland of the like prairie mountain west because it's like 
it's like a small university town, so you might expect that it's a little bit more progressive. Yeah. And because they do have this history with homophobia and the very famous murder of a young man in Laramie and the Laramie Project. Right. So I guess I'm not quite as surprised that the Pride community here is like really out there and trying to be really present, but... Yeah, it's really nice, and it's really nice to see. But before we get into our conversation, I just want to highlight some great podcasts out there that talk about Star Wars queerly, as I'll put it, as some of them put it. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before. I cannot recommend Pink Milk enough. They have a great podcast. They're a great group of people. They have a super fun live stream on Friday nights where all of us, all you know, all Star Wars sort of fans can go and interact, and it's just a very nice setting. They're very kind and accepting and loving, and uh, they just released a new episode on Pride Month and discuss their um, like their husband and husband. They do two shows. They do like the husband and husband show and then the live stream show. And the husband and husband show just released a new Pride Month episode discussing like what Pride means to them and how that meaning may have changed over time. It's really great. Go check it out. There's also That Gay Jedi on YouTube. Uh, He's a lot of fun. Chase, he queers up Star Wars or he queers Star Wars as he puts it and uh, he discusses aspects of Star Wars that can be interpreted as queer. He just did an episode on what it's like to be an LGBTQ Star Wars fan with a lot of different perspectives. That's really good. Uh, go check him out. He's so much fun. He's very, just just a lot of fun. And lastly, of just the few that I want to highlight, there's a really, there's a brand new, well, there are like eight episodes in, I think. Anyway, new podcast called RuPalp's Pod Race. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a really fun group of people. They're really fun and really funny. Um, and they're right now they're doing like Bad Batch reviewing episodes right now. But they're really good. It's really good. Go check them out. I'll put links to their respective podcasts and YouTube channels in the show notes. So getting into our discussion right up front, I think it's important to say that we're going to be talking a little bit about this from our perspective as four um, cis people. So I don't know. That's where all this is coming from. So let's get into it. Let's talk about LGBTQ representation, representation in the content we consume and our awareness, how our awareness has changed. Uh, and I've talked on the podcast before how I think uh, specifically we've talked about like animation and how I think that that's very different today than it was when we were kids. And the amount of representation and themes of understanding and acceptance are much more prevalent today than in the shows that we watched growing up. And so I have a list of examples of like animated shows and stuff. But I wanted to start with Robin. Robin and I had a discussion pre-podcast about about some of this. So Robin, do you have examples of maybe shows that you watch today that that showcase or spotlight LGBTQ representation? And maybe, I don't know, has your like awareness of that representation changed over time, maybe based on some of this, some of these shows? Yeah, I mean, so we were talking about kind of specifically Gravity Falls. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily say they highlight it as in, you know, they kind of call the people out. But there's definitely like a handful of characters who I would guess they're that representation in their their cartoon without maybe specifically spelling it out. Maybe just because it's a kid's cartoon or it's Disney or whatever and they don't want to maybe be that blunt about it. Mm. But in general, I think the show does a really good job of representing all different types of people. Um, I mean, one of the main characters, her one of her best friends is Asian, like has a very thick Asian accent and speaks a different language. And they have a bunch of different characters that I think are not necessarily 100% straight. So I think that's definitely, I mean, in general, I think it's a fantastic cartoon, but I think they do a really good job of having all sorts of different characters of different races and you know sexual orientations and having that representation so that would be my pick yeah that's great and so i think i have a couple of disney shows to talk about as well like owl house which we've brought up on the show before that represents some queer characters i think more in season two but we were also talking about will and grace a little bit which is a show i've never watched that robin had watched did anybody else watch will and grace 
at all? I used to catch it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I like, have seen a few episodes. Yeah, I never watched it all that much either. Speaking for me, in the 90s, watching some of Will and Grace, and at that age, growing up how I grew up, didn't really pay attention to the importance of that show and what it meant for representation. And in retrospect, seemingly like how it, I don't know, how it bridged the gap of historically what was representation of like on TV and movies as a stereotypical gay man with Jack to a, uh, what's the right word to, to more. Yeah. I mean, I guess Will is just non like less stereotypical. Yeah, like yeah, he's like less flamboyant. He's yeah. more like stereotypically masculine as opposed to being like right. having the sort of effeminate features that were sort of how most queer characters were. And like in a lot of ways still are portrayed in mm-hmm movies and it's sort of yeah an interesting sort of comparison between the two characters and probably i guess i never really thought about it either that that was not super typical at the time that gay characters were always like how like how jack was right it's always you know the woman's gay best friend that's like it was pretty much the extent of yeah like in popular films i guess the films that i was watching as a, a queer person might have like explored more sure more media that might have better representation, but in terms of the things that like sort of got into the like popular, the like mainstream popular culture, right? It's always the gay best friend, never yeah. really a leading character. That's another part of this awareness situation, right? In that like main quote mainstream pop culture, it didn't allow access to to the understanding of that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. So anyway, we were talking about Will and Grace. So again, Robin, I'm going to just push back to you real quick because you watched Will and Grace, I guess, growing up. So did you have, I mean, I guess, did you have an understanding of the representation in that show and or has that changed like now in your sort of adult life, you know, you're watching shows with more queer representation and stuff. So do you look back and see that? I think I was like nine or 10 when that show came out in like the late nineties. And I remember it was a huge deal at the time because aside from not just the stereotypical, you know, gay best friend, they also had just in general, like one of the main characters was gay, which was something that you didn't really see a lot on TV. So I remember it was really groundbreaking in that aspect. And it was a huge deal for many, many reasons. And I remember even as a kid watching it and you would, there would have a lot of characters that were more like Will where kind of part of the plot line was they were like, oh, no, he's he's straight. He's definitely straight. And then you mm. find out he's, you know, Will's boyfriend or Will's crush or whatever. And, like, they've gone out on dates or something like that. Right. Um, so they had a lot more of that representation where it wasn't like Jack, where it's like a flamboyant kind of in your face. It was a lot more of it could literally be anyone. It doesn't have to be someone that you look at and you think, oh, that person yeah. is, you know, a queer person. Um, and definitely looking back on it, that's something, you know, I've watched a couple old episodes in the past couple years and that's something I realized more watching as an adult because as a kid, you don't pick up on all these things. Right. But there's a lot of, of plot lines and a lot of episodes that kind of center around things like that where you're like, oh, it's just normal and it could be anyone and that's totally fine. Right. Which isn't something that, at least at the time in, you know, the mid to late 90s, that was kind of a central topic that people talk about. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. And and both both aspects of representation are important, right? Like the personality and, and, and the person of Jack is being represented and Will and everything and everyone in between. Okay, so let's move on past Will and Grace and past the 90s and let's see. So Lorelai, do you have like examples or... I mean, I think the main example that I can think of and that probably everybody would want to talk about sure. is Schitt's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> um, because everybody loves that show mm-hmm. and it has such a... I feel like in some ways, pop culture was so much more accepting of just like a gay man before like any other sort of like, you know, bisexual characters or mm-hmm. just like generally like queer or trans or like, you know anything having to do with like non-binary gender identities and so Dan Levy's character is just like a really good example of I think the part that really sticks with me is when he's trying to explain to Stevie um like 
his sexual orientation. And he's like, I care about like how good the wine tastes, not what's on the label. Yeah. You know, and like he just, you know, it has romantic and like sexual feelings for people and not just like, you know, he's not just a flamboyant gay man mm-hmm. who like after like one certain type of man, he just is attracted to lots of different people, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a really it's so I mean, the 90s were the 90s and that's like a much more current view of queer people that it's not, like everything is a spectrum. It's not just like, oh, well, I'm a gay man and therefore I have to dress and act this way. Or I have to, like, essentially be closeted, and then it's a surprise when people find out I'm gay. Yeah. You know, there's, like, a whole spectrum of identities and expression, gender expressions and sexual orientations. So, and it's just, like, a lovely show. Yeah. And it's funny. And, you know, that character gets to be a lot of different things. It's not just, like, he's just, oh, the gay character. Right. Oh, that's, that. yeah, that show did amazing stuff for Yeah. I think that that show did amazing things for representation and all that stuff. Yeah. Just an incredible show. I think that it's a perfect show. I mean, I, I don't know. We all love, we've all watched it, right? The four of us, we all love that show. So good in every way. Um, yeah, I think that's today's, well, I don't know. Again, speaking from like the cis male perspective, that's like the pinnacle of it today. Royce. I have I actually have a specific question for you about this, Royce. Okay. <laughs> because again, it's about like our awareness and how our awareness has changed. And I'm just so curious because maybe you know the Simpsons more than uh, certainly all of us and maybe more than most. But it's like the longest running show ever or whatever. And I'm just curious if you if there has been that sort of representation on that show or if there's something you can look back on and like as awareness of that representation on that show, if it's yeah something that's, that's a funny been... one to bring up. That's honestly the first thing that came to mind when you're like, think about gay people in TV shows and representation. Right. And, but the Simpsons, I don't have a good, they don't have a good track record. Sure. At least in the classical era. Like when we watch episodes that you're like, this is my favorite Simpsons episode. There's also like a terrible joke about like, I hope my son doesn't turn out to be gay. Right. Yeah. Like in in some kind of they don't say it like Derogatory that. Derogatory like, thing, yeah. Yeah, like the, they become the butt end of the joke, which is what's interesting about shows like Will and Grace, where they rip the band-aid off and they're like, It's not supposed to be a joke. These are just people yeah, right. like you and me. Kind of bullshit that like you turn them into that, you distill them down to that. Right. I don't keep up with the newer Simpsons as well. But I know they've faced like so many scandals between the way they've portrayed different races. Yeah, and, Apu and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with shows like like Family Guy and whatnot. Like it's easy to make a joke out of it. It's like you guys are saying, like, how can you represent them without like treating them poorly? Yeah. But that's just been the status quo for so long. Now, I don't know about the newer Simpsons episodes, but it is like disheartening when you see the old ones and you're like, ah, if there's like a kid watching now that's not going to be a great influence on them. Certainly not, yeah. But I would hope that they're doing better in their newer episodes. I don't follow them. There have been a lot of classic ones we've watched in the past like couple years where they've had a scene like that, <laughs> and I've literally been like, whoa, yeah. you can't do that. Well, and there is a whole episode where they meet a gay gentleman, and he runs like a toy store, and he's like a kind of cool character, but he still serves as like the butt end of the joke, and Bart kind of like takes on some of his traits throughout the show. And it makes Homer feel weird. Mm. And it's like trying its best for like the time period that it came out. But it still kind of falls flat, at least when you watch it in 2021. That's for sure. Like that episode's very awkward. But they probably were trying hard to walk the line of like, well, they're still kind of jokes, but we should bring them into the spotlight a little bit nicer. Yeah, that's a difficult thing about pop culture again from like... Well, you can't come out and be like, be nice to gay people in your episode. Like you're saying with these children's shows... They're trying to like more subtly let you interpret it well, and kind of figure it out for yourselves. It's just the representation, right? It's having the queer characters there that you're seeing that you're seeing both represented in the show, but also being accepted and everything. And it's difficult because, you know, there's like the balance of being a fan of a problematic thing and like like Star Wars, right? In the past has been problematic. And again, they don't have any official queer representation in live action. But with 
all of these things using time as a scapegoat for all of these problematic things like the acceptance of the LGBTQ community or race or gender or whatever, which time like should never be the scapegoat for any of that stuff. It's just sort of putting it off, but, but it is, and it's used as that all the time. Dude, for me, it's like, I feel no matter what it is, if it's race, sex, or gay people, trans people, whatever it is, it's like, it boils down to like, why not aren't they the main characters? Like you put Ray in the forefront of the new series or whatever. You put Finn as a black stormtrooper Jedi. Like, why not put those people in the forefront? And I think it would be remiss not to mention this kind of quote from Mark Hamill. Somebody asked him at some point, they were like, is Luke gay? And he's like, well, I mean, if you think he's gay, if that like connects with you, then like, yeah, Luke's gay. Like, why the fuck can't he be gay? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they don't show anything in the show. They don't spoon feed anything to you. I don't think you should leave everything up to interpretation because then there's no real answer. It doesn't actually help anybody. But I really appreciate that that's Mark Hamill's approach to it, that he's like, this can be for you. And obviously, just that statement alone puts another spotlight on it that maybe they will have a character like that at some point. Yeah. Maybe not Lando in L3, because I think that's still not a perfect... There's too much to read into there. (laughs) You're like, we'll have a character love robots before we have them love another person of the same sex. That's maybe a little silly, but that's they're trying with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. I think one of the things with that is that leaving it sort of open to like, oh, he doesn't really have a sexuality or like a sexual orientation just leaves it to make it like being straight is like the norm and being gay is not the norm. Yeah, alienating. And so it's just assumed that he's straight because that's the norm and they would have to like make it a thing in order for him to be gay or like any form of queer at all. Mm -hmm. So it's nice when they leave it open, but it's also like, or you could just like push it forward a little bit. I think that that's a really good segue into saying, hey, go listen, go watch Chase, that gay Jedi on YouTube. He talks about a lot of this stuff within Star Wars, and he has a great series of videos called Seems Gay, which are just great. And it's like the first one is about C-3PO and he like basically like talking about how C-3PO seems gay, but both in like. Well, it gets deep. It's not just like surface level. It get, he gets deep with it and it's very good and he's very fun. So go watch that. I think that's time on that. But I just want to mention a few animated shows that I love that I think represent represent queer culture and the acceptance of queer culture. Stephen, go ahead. Laura. No, I just have one more that I want to add. Go, go for it. Okay. Well, one other show, I'll be brief, that I think has always had a really good representation of queer culture and trans characters is shockingly because probably none of you have watched it is Grey's Anatomy Mm. from very early on there's been queer characters and like at the very beginning of the show one of the like main characters in the show the actor was fired for making homophobic comments about another actor whose like character wasn't gay but he was gay and he like apparently was making homophobic comments on set and they fired him even though he was main character which I think very early on the show sort of took a stand and had gay characters, had, you know, the patients are are never, it's not like they're all straight and white. It's always mm-hmm. been like a wide diversity of patients. Um, and they started addressing like racism and homophobia in medicine very early on. And they've had multiple trans actors who's like, and it's interesting. And I think a very like nuanced take because the, the fact that they're trans isn't like the main part of the character. Like it, they all have their own story arcs and they like, I don't know, they just like develop and then you find out that they're trans. So I don't know. I think it's always been a super inclusive show. And as much as like, you know, it is like in some ways like a shitty medical drama, but in other ways, it's like honestly one of the most like inclusive and diverse shows I have ever watched Mm. or know of. So nice. I have not watched Grey's Anatomy. Have either of you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? No. All right. Well. Well, it's very dramatic. <laughs> like, it's very unrealistic in the drama, but the representation is amazing. Yeah. And it's because it's led by a black woman. Mm-hmm. So 
that's what happens when you put women of color in power. You get more diverse shows and they're still amazing. And it's the longest running medical drama ever. So it's not like it make you know, it was still super successful. So, right. Well, I have a few examples. Uh, I think all of mine, except for Schitt's Creek, are animated shows. And that just, well, that seems to be what I'm watching and also seems to be where the, the representation is. But Steven Universe is at the top. It's just, I love that show. I love everything it represents and, 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 and the representation within it. It's just a really great show, and I love it. Shira, the new Netflix Shira, is another perfect show in my mind. I can't express how much I love that show, and Shira turns out to be a queer character. They don't really get to that until the very end of the show, which, I don't know. I don't know if they're just, like, pushing that at the end or whatever. But it's a very good show with queer representation. Korra, and, and of course, Legend of Korra, which is a very important show to me, and and also deals with representation. So, those are my examples, and I love those shows. Maybe I'll watch Grey's Anatomy. Who knows? Yeah, watch it with me. <laughs> All right, we have to start at the beginning. How many seasons are there? 20? Like seven. It started in 2002. Yeah. yeah almost. Soft binge, one a year. Oh, uh, it's so good, though. So, let's talk about Loki. As of right now, we're two episodes into Loki. Because it's what we were all actually into. It's what week. we were all. We, <laughs> we held it back. We kept the audience, the listeners, wanting more uh, up front. And then we, uh, we gave them everything they could have ever wanted with this entire episode. I'm just going to say it. I think, listen, if you're listening, five out of five when you go to review us. Anyway, okay, Loki. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> I cannot wait for more, man. Yeah, I, I wish so they had all good. dropped at once. It's so such a breath of fresh air. I, I liked Winter Soldier. I didn't like WandaVision. Blah blah blah. But this is like, this is like what you want, though. You know, it's got you like on the edge of your seat, and it's like keeping you guessing, and you just want to know more. Give me another damn episode. It's so good. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't drop it all at once because we would have binged it all in a day and then it. I know, I know, I know. Especially since we're having trouble finding new shows. <laughs> Got to make it true. last. I also really appreciate that they've been very long. They've been like 50 minutes, like up until the credits or so, which is like that's a legit episode. I haven't even noticed the time, and I haven't been through it thinking like this is too long or this is too short. It's just kind of gone, and I've been like. That was good. I was kind of meh about Wanda and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was also like kind of meh about, but this one is just like, it's got that sort of like quirky humor back that we all love. It's fun. And it's fun. And there's still like new aspects of the universe, the like MCU that we're learning about. Like, I guess Joey was like, of course I know there's a time, whatever. <laughs> time variance authority. Yeah. But like, I haven't, read the comic books and they don't really appear at all do they in any of the movies or any no, of the shows no, no. there's like not even i'm not hint. familiar with them no i'm not as deep as joey into the comics like yeah. at all but i've never heard of them and you now know? it's like now there's this whole other thing that's like more important than the avengers and more important than like the gods and like ever like they control the entire universe and we had no idea yeah so it's a fascinating concept yeah. especially when you pair it with loki who's like I want to be in charge. And then he finds out there's this like crazy, crazy that he'll never organization that's actually in charge. Like it's They've such been a planning good... his death for so long. Every Loki's death, every, every Loki's death across every timeline. Robin, what do you think? Since this is your, you're being awfully quiet, yeah. Robin, let it out. So I liked Falcon and the winter soldier a lot, but Loki has been what I've been waiting for since they announced it whenever that was, like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I'm so excited. It potentially, you know, same as everything else, would have been a lot more exciting if it was a movie and they could have done, you know, a couple different sequels to it. But I do like that I'm able to sit down and watch it in my house. And he, I, I, I don't care what anyone says. It's the best Marvel character. Uh. He deserves all the content. Mm. Cancel everyone but Loki. Wow. <laughs> Loki forever. <laughs> Hashtag I'm, I'm with Loki you. forever. I, I want it to be like a 20 season thing. I love his pairing with, who is that, Owen Wilson? Who is that? Yeah, Owen Wilson. So yeah. funny. Uh, like, Man. that's a surprise. Like, it works pretty well. Yeah, it really like, does. He, 
he wants to move up through like his organization and he's like trying to use Loki and Loki's using him. Yeah. It's like, it's a perfect buddy cop writing. It's perfect. Yeah. So that was another question I was going to have for Robin because we have talked about Owen Wilson and what we sort of anticipated wow. from him in the show. And he's being pretty like Owen Wilson-y, but it's, but in my opinion, it's sort of working within the context of the show, right? He's like quirky and weird, but maybe he was created by these timekeepers to be that guy in the organization. But he's not like, but he's still like in a position of power. It's all seeming to sort of mesh well and work really well. So what's your sort of first impression of that character, Robin? I think he's turned himself down enough that he's not super irritating right. me. But... I'm still very upset at his casting because mm -hmm. I I would love, and I feel like I say this about a lot of things that we watch, I would love if his character was someone that we didn't know at all. It's like a brand new, a fresh face, yeah. and he could make his mark with that role. I think I would love it a lot more, and I think it would be much more exciting. It's a little disappointing that not only is it an actor that I don't like, but it's an actor that is, like, in my opinion, very high profile. He's done so much. Right. Most people know who he is. So I wish they had cast someone that was more up and coming that you had no clue about. Or even if it was someone that a lot of people knew, maybe someone who didn't have quite as large of a catalog as Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson has done so much over the past like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And it's so. not like you're bringing him in to bring people in to the show. Yeah, people I mean, Tom Hiddleston is the get, right? Mm -hmm. He's the he's got the followers. I you love, would think you'd want like a young buck that they they would cast uh, somebody young that's like I need to make it in a time variance. Please listen to me, Mister. Lo Loki. Well, you know sure. it's like easier for him to take advantage. I kind of like it, honestly. I think it's funny that he's like because Owen Wilson always plays these like chill goofballs. You know, he's like very laid back in mo like everything that he does. So like it's funny to have him like juxtaposed against. Loki and like Tom Hiddleston because like Owen Wilson would have been the get 15 years ago yeah. right and now everyone loves Tom Hiddleston yeah and so I think it's funny that they brought back like they brought this actor back from like you know the depths of the 90s <laughs> and like are making well, maybe him... that's what they wanted so yeah. they could have the synergy of like the fun kind of back yeah. and forth and like it, maybe you need a pro for that and it also makes it a little kind of timeless like in a way that I think works well with the show, that he was so popular like 15, 20 years ago, and he's like still... So bringing back an actor like that and putting him up against a like very popular actor from today is just like yeah. kind of fun and funny and bridges the time gap. Ooh, that's like, all part of the... I know. I think like that was probably a, you know... I think... And then once we find out who the... who are, What are they? The Time the Lords? The Time Keepers. I'm going to call Lords. them the Time We're Lords also watching Doctor watching Who. Doctor Who. Who are they going to be? I don't know, but... I don't think they're going to be anybody. Really? I have lots of Maybe theories, but we're not going to get into that this episode. But the dynamic is really fun, whether or not, I guess, they could have... I think Marvel needs to pick more unknowns. Sometimes they're doing it, and sometimes they're not. Like, Marvel's The Eternals is a movie that's just star-studded, and it's just weird to be doing that at this point in time, I think. Yeah. But anyway, hire more unknowns. Tom... Uh, What's Spider-Man's name? Tom Holland? Tom Holland did great. Yeah. I'm also loving Loki. Shocker. So we're gonna so let's do a little bit of spoilery thing, but I wanna know everyone's reaction, opinion on the reveal in at the end of episode two. And and maybe like any other Easter eggs that you might have picked up on or any little important points within the show so far in two episodes that you've picked up on. I'm asking you because I have. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. Yeah. So what do you think of, uh, spoiler alert, Lady Loki? <laughs> I think it's interesting because I guess I, this show is doing the like mystery versus like knowns very well. Whereas like WandaVision, no one had any idea what was going on. But like this show, we like kind of understand what's going on, but I still don't fully understand how the different like Loki time variants work. Like, is she just a different time variant? And that's why she's, a woman or is she like Loki disguising himself as a woman like do they mm. are they always supposed to look the same it's a double double I cross yeah like I don't really understand 
how the time variants work and like how the whole thing works, but I'm still intrigued and want to know more, but I understand enough of the basics that I'm not totally lost. It's all very wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Exactly. It's very timey wimey. Yeah. But like they, they did a brief thing at the beginning where they were showing Loki all the different versions of him, like all the different time variants and they took many different forms. Yeah. But still like his Loki file looks like his face. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't sure if that was, and like all the Loki files he's looked at look look like him. So I wasn't sure if these are just like the different versions of him that they've caught and they just happen to like be disguised because he does that. Mm. Or anyway. Well, they asked when that one like, it was like a black dude that was like shopping. They were like, could that be a, yeah. a you? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. he's like, So I they must, know. it could, he could look like anything, he I guess. He could look like anything. But is it like the same dude disguising or i guess maybe he doesn't actually have a like if you can look like anything do you actually have a do you actually look like anything yeah well it, he yeah it's like a. didn't yeah. they talk about it like it's a illusion versus projection thing yeah. or whatever but i do think i don't think it's a like male loki looking like a female loki or okay. whatever that it's would like, be a slap in the face i feel like i think yeah. that they may, like it's the superior loki and, and that's why lady. it's a woman yeah and that's that's <laughs> Yeah. I'm mad about that. I have to take to Twitter. Excuse yeah, me. Exactly. If hey, if you're that person, stop listening, please. But anyway, Royce and Robin, or let's go to Robin. <laughs> What'd you think of that reveal? I thought it was interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see how it plays out. How much they actually like? Obviously, she's now going to be like the person they're chasing. I'm curious how much they actually use her. I feel like they're probably going to just do like little peaks of her like that mm. throughout the series. And then maybe like the last episode, there's going to be a big confrontation. I don't know what they're going to do if they're not just constantly chasing her throughout the series, trying to catch up with her. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it seems like the I see. I don't know. It seems like they're taking the show seriously and they're not it's not going to do a, like catch me if you can thing. I hope anyway. Yeah. But that's what it seems like. They're just going for it. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that the Loki that we know already like left to go with her. I was very surprised at that. Yeah, I think it's kind of showing that they're not just going to spend the whole time chasing her. Yeah. The reveal came early, second episode. Sure did, which makes me think they have really big plans for the show yeah. and that maybe she's Loki, but maybe she's also in in that on that in that multiverse, the Loki is also someone else and another villain that we know that maybe the little kid in the first episode points to in the stained glass window. But we'll get into that in a later episode. But I had to say it here in case we don't talk about it for a while and it turns out that I'm right. So we have it recorded. Yeah. Royce, do you have anything else to add about that reveal or anything? I, uh, I don't know like who else it could have been. It had to be a female Loki, right? Because the whole show is about him being in control yeah. and like, being a step ahead and knowing everything. And clearly she's... Uh, putting her consciousness in all these other characters right. for the first couple episodes. So you're like, well, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And you assume he's like, show yourself, me. He's like, nice to meet you, me, or whatever he says. Right. And then it's perfect when you're like, nah, it's not what you expected at all. Him is the character. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people like knew it, it has to be a lady Loki or whatever. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I was like, not 100% that it was going to be a woman, but like pretty high probability because it would have been it would have been just like uh every other show we've complained about where you're like it's another vision right it's right, another right. iron man it's another x uh wolverine or yeah. whatever like at least it's a different variant this time right though i wasn't a huge fan of her reveal line just because it reminded me of lost i don't remember you what she about? says did she say like don't tell me what i can't do no she said something like it was never about you it reminds me of the scene from lost where he's like what about you yeah that seems and i immediately was like wah <laughs> <Crap>. <laughs> so that, that's why you're quoting that i didn't catch that line really yeah. yeah that was literally that was like the only thing she said i'm pretty sure that was at least the main thing she said that's what's making the show so great though there's so much in the show that's like question your reality, your purpose, like what really matters and your like your place in the cosmos. Yeah. Like there's so much like inward looking you have to do. I love that because his character is like, I know everything. I'm the god of mischief. F you. I win. You lose. Ha ha ha. I'll dance on your grave. Yeah. I think it's um in, in the first two episodes, Loki's always like the lesser Loki, which is like, <laughs> okay, he thinks that, but it's also like, society like right it's like a very societal perspective yeah. like white man perspective someone's gonna go on youtube and tell me my take is garbage again 
but uh, it's a very like white male perspective, right? So there's I'm that, the best Loki just yeah, because I exist. exactly, <laughs> and then it turns out to be a woman, which is yeah, that's it's perfect. Yeah, it's it is, and um, I I also love his interaction within the TVA. Like he's at, like I'm so on his side. He's asking all the questions that like I would be asking. Like how do you find purpose knowing that it's all your every step you take is planned and who gets to decide yeah so he's asking owen wilson those questions and owen wilson's like i don't put stock in believe or not believe i just accept what is which is like fine but it's also not fine i don't know it's just like okay well yeah how do you live with knowing that everything is planned and um this it's amazing how they're connecting it all like how they're going to bring this into phase four there's just one easter egg i want to point out while we still have some time i'm gonna ask if anyone else caught it but in the first episode when he's like going through the sort of prisoner orientation and Miss Minutes is describing the sacred timeline and what happens with branches, she or it or whatever talks about Nexus events, which ties it to WandaVision, but also talks about like what happens when all of them go when there's so many and they all go askew and you reach the zero, whatever. And it and she says that would result in madness which is no accident. Like, this is all a direct connection to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They would not have used that word if it wasn't going to connect to that. And I think that's so brilliant because it's just, like, thrown in in this little scene. We're in the end game now. Yeah, and it's just, like, there. But um, it's, like, it points out, well, it connects it all, but it also maybe points out how this show is going to end with, or maybe just happened in this episode with an event like that occurring hmm. and leading into Doctor Strange. So, like, Wanda's done what she's done to reality and the timeline. Now, the events of Loki are breaking the timeline, and the timekeepers may or may not be there really protecting things and, and all that stuff. So, I think it's really interesting, and I'm so excited to see where this show goes. It's, yeah, I think it's also a lot of fun, but the connections that they're making and tying it all into phase one with with being the TV shows and like the movies that are coming up. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, we're all on the Loki train. Choo choo. We're on the Loki train. <laughs> it's not going where you think it's going. Because he's the god of mischief. Isn't that funny? So funny. It's surprise question time. It's surprise question time. It's surprise question time. Joey. It's the X-Men theme. How is Loki gonna bring the X-Men into the MCU? That's my surprise question. <laughs> Does it have to be that? No, just kidding. That's like... Thank goodness. What we're all <laughs> doing now. Because it's episode 30 of the podcast. We've reached a milestone. It's so exciting. I want to know why you all agreed... Why you all said yes <laughs> to doing this with what? me. Now, audience, listeners, I, I asked Royce like five years ago to start doing this podcast. And he said yes more recently th- than that. So we're going to go around the room and see why everyone said yes. We're going to start with Lorelai because I think that that would be the most fun. Me? <laughs> I don't I know. feel like everyone's going to have a slightly different version of the same answer. Yeah, yeah everyone's <laughs> answer is going to be because you asked until we said yes. <laughs> I mean, I you haven't been asking me for five years. I think mm-hmm. you really wanted to do the podcast. I think you mostly wanted to do it with Royce and Robin. And I just also happened to be there. <laughs> we needed some credibility. That's not, yeah, doctor. Uh, that's not entirely true. That's it's just it's just a matter of like Star like Wars fans can tend true. to be pretty pushy, and I don't want to like force force anyone into anything. Oh you know what God. I mean? No, I mean we were, you were like, let's go do this thing, and I was like, okay, like what else am I going to do with my time? Great, I knew that would be fun. <laughs> Let's go to Robin. I mean, so I assumed everyone's answer would just be because we love you and oh. we like nerdy stuff. Oh, but that's we, great. Also, no. I love yeah. you. So. The end. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Rice, end the show. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I assumed some variants of that would be most people's answers. Like, we love you and we also love nerdy stuff, so. I should have asked her to go first. Yeah, sorry. I was <laughs> the worst at the time. Like, You're welcome. <laughs> to be clear, Lorelai does love me. Um... <laughs> That's a great answer. I love that answer. Thank you, Robin. Yeah, I will agree with you, Robin. Of course, we're all here because we love love Joey. And when someone in your fam, your tribe is like, 
I want to do this thing. You probably end up doing it at some point or another, whether it's a podcast or drinking too much or whatever. Drinking lots of wine coolers. Yeah, you're going to get roped into it (laughs) one way or another. For me, one, I love recording and making stuff. It's fun. And I love hearing myself back on recording in some form or another. It's kind of awkward a lot of the times on the podcast where you're like, that was a dumb thing. We're cutting that. (laughs) But, but we would already be having these damn conversations. So it's kind of like twofold that like we can just have the conversation and then it's a thing that we can share with others, which is fun. I'm all about that. And especially that we are in our tribe. This is our special thing that we make together. Yeah, no, I think it is really special. It's really fun to do. It's just so fun to talk about this in the different perspectives and everything, all this stuff. And it's also just fun to be able to get together. We moved far away and we used to do this in person and now we can't anymore. So it's fun to do. And I think we're good at doing it. And it's also a good reason to hang out. I feel like the podcast forces us all to look a little inward too, because yeah. you you immediately have your opinion challenged. It's one thing to like hang out and be like, you guys see the game last night or whatever. But then when you're recording <laughs> it, it's like we all end up like debating each other like a little bit. And I think it's always in good fun. It is interesting when someone's like, here's what I think. And if someone thinks the polar opposite, like they're going to check you before you wreck you. Right. And I like that yeah. because like that's how you should not live a life unchecked. Like, regardless on which which variant you're going in, what direction. Right. Got to have someone that's like, hey, hey, stay on the timeline, will you? That's a really good point. No, I really like that. And it goes back to, like, the learning different perspectives and appreciating different perspectives thing. But, yeah, we can sit here and check ourselves or be checked. That's great. What a good question. And what good answers. Good job, for me, for definitely coming up with that way before... We can't ask this question to the no, audience. No, we can. Okay, great. So we why? can I Go we can it. most certainly ask the question this audience. So, audience, why do you choose to listen to the Krypton Alderon podcast? You made it all the way to the end. You must like something or you just hate listen to us, which is okay too. Either way, let us know on Twitter at Krypton Alderon. Or even Instagram, Krypton to Alderaan. Hey, aren't we on Facebook too? We sure are. What do you know? We're on all the social medias. Just search for us. And you could also send us an email if you really want to let us have it. Joey will probably read it on the show. Krypton to Alderaan at gmail.com. Of course, make sure to leave us a review and some stars. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, that's not Spotify. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. I've been Royce. I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai. And I've been Shock T. And we've been <laughs> Krypton to Timekeeper Podcast. Oh, I fucked up the secret timeline. timeline.